Well, hello there. This is Evangelist Timothy Gruber here at the Word of the King. The Holiness Bibles for the Blind. Ecclesiastes chapter 8 verse 4 tells us that where the Word of the King is, there is power. We may say unto him, What doest thou? And today, in the Word of the King, uh, my brother Kay Wolfgate is going to bring forth a message to you straight from the infallible, inerrant, perfect, preserved Word of God. Uh, I pray now, may the incredible seed of the Word of God, which lives in Nevada forever, by the power of the Holy Spirit, minister to your soul. Tonight I want to get into my own personal testimony. Now, uh, first off, the preacher can't see the one on his arm. He ain't going to be pressing the buttons to find out what it says. And he sure enough can't see the one on the wall. Now, and you all start looking, and I hear you mumbling about the time. We're going to add 30 minutes to the message. All right? So, uh, Root, don't be looking at the clock on the wall. Got it? Oh, you got your cake in the oven? Well, it's toast. Now, it's toast, all right? It's definitely a charcoal briquette. I heard you like charcoal briquettes anyway. I want to make sure that you're not asleep, so that's why I want you to respond, okay? Uh, see, if, if, if all I hear out of you is that strange thing comes up out of your throat and it comes roaring up out of your mouth you know when you get your head lean you know i'm going to help you out here when you get the you get your head leaned down and, and, and you go and that strange noise that comes up out of your throat and that's the only response i hear from you i know something's wrong tonight i want to give a message on my personal testimony and this is going to take you back way back from when I was a kid and all the way up to right now. And I also am a strong believer in if you read the Psalms, especially like Psalm 149, 150, also in music. So some of my testimony is going to come through song. Now some some believers would say, well, we shouldn't use those kind of songs. Those aren't Christian. Well, wait a minute. It ain't what where it came from, it's you need to listen to the lyrics, okay? Because when you listen to the lyrics, you're going to probably say, well, why didn't a Christian write that? Well, I got that question too. Why didn't a Christian write that song? Or why didn't a Christian sing that song? Why isn't it in church? I'll tell you why. Because you're too nitpicky and didn't put it in church in the first place. That's why it ain't in the church. Because I think a, a Christian should have had it there long ago. Amen. But it took a secular writer to write some of these songs. Amen. And sing them. Like uh, Red Slavine sang that song. Be careful of the uh, stones you throw. Man, I'm telling you what. If they would have been singing that in churches, I'm telling you what. That you might not have so many nitpickers. Amen. Okay, but now let me take you into my personal testimony. Before I even start, I want to first open with a little word of prayer right here. Heavenly Father, Lord, I ask right now, that this testimony would be a blessing to somebody out there as they listen. Whoever they may be. Lord, if they're caught up in one of the groups that I'm going to mention tonight. If it helps to lead them out, Lord, I ask you to help them to use this. To show them the error. And to know that it is only Jesus. That it is only you, Lord Jesus. That will help them to know you Jesus so Lord help them to realize there's only one way to heaven there's only one doorway and you're the only good shepherd 
So, Lord, we ask right now tonight that you would help them to realize that there's only one way. That it ain't by church membership, works, or anything else, but it's by you, Jesus. We thank you, Lord. In the name of Jesus, amen. Now, we're going to start off tonight by explaining a little bit about me, okay? Before we get into some good scripture, we need to get a little bit about me, okay? First off, I'm not no young fella. <laughs> I was born in 1971. I was born legally blind. Now, some people might not understand that, but Tim, I'm going to try to help you and everyone that's listening to understand that, okay? Legal blindness is categorized in several ways, okay? Either A, by how far you see. In simple terms, they use a number system, 2200, okay, which is the fur furthest you're allowed to see to meet that qualification, which means if you have 20, which with your sharp vision, you all understand this. I don't know what your vision is. Uh, you want to give me a number? Uh, like 2020? Okay. With your vision 2020, what you see at 200 feet away, for a person with that just makes the grade at, uh, at 2,200, what you see at 200 feet, they would see at only 20. That is just making the grade at legal blindness. Okay? That is just making the grade. Okay? That's why they call it 2,200. Okay? Now, the other classification, and that's in their best eye with correction. It doesn't matter if the other eye is totally blind, can't see light or dark. We're talking the best eye. They always go by the best eye. Now, the other classification is by angles. And that is 20 degrees of visual field in the better eye with correction. Okay? 20 degrees. So all you got to do is get out your little protractor or compass and measure out 20 degrees. That ain't much. It, you know what a 45 degree angle is? Cut that in half. <laughs> that ain't that ain't very wide angle. <laughs> okay? And if you go look out as far as you can with that angle, you can see that it, it doesn't take you very much. Okay? And as the person loses more and more of that angle, it's like they're looking through a straw, if you will. Okay? So, that's what they call legal blindness. Okay? I had the type that I described first, the 2200 or whatever in the better eye. Okay? But I had it in both eyes. Okay? So I was able to see out of both up till, as we're going to explain down the road here. Okay? And that was through most of my childhood, all the way through high school, and in my adulthood, I had tw fairly good vision, uh, almost 2,200, okay? So let's just keep that in our heads so we know where my vision was, pretty much. With correction, I was able to see pretty decent. Now, had very thick glasses and all that. Now, when I was young, now a lot of people say, You've heard the 
ACLU, which stands for nothing short of the American Cockeyed Lawyers Union, okay? Or the American Civil Liberty Queers, okay? <laughs> yeah, man! <laughs> well, I call it as I see it, amen. <laughs> amen. Amen. Okay, yay. Don't, don't be afraid to say amen, guys. Come on, hey, you're making me think you're starting to get ready to fall asleep on me here. Okay. Oh, and that's what that is, okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. If I start hearing that weird stuff rolling out of your mouth, it's going to be an hour added to the message. All right. (laughs) Okay. Now, now, so, uh, and then you got these, um, the, the, uh, the, uh, IRA ladies and all that, they, you know, they got all this junk they're telling you, right? But the whole point is, they try to tell you, well, if you were abused as a child. Well, let me tell you something. I was physically and emotionally abused. Thrown from family to family, grandparents to parents, and back and forth like a, a yo-yo, Okay. All because of what? The booze can. Now, wait a minute. I'm not judgmental. The Bible does talk about being drunk in adverse to being in moderation, okay? Now, if you're drunk, the Bible makes it very plain. If you're drunk in excess of wine, it's got a problem, okay? Let's make it plain, okay? But it doesn't have a problem with if you're temperate in all things, okay? But we were being thrown a pillar and post because my dad wanted to be an old drunk. And my dad, as well as my grandparents, are over there puffing the old cigarettes like they were going freight trains, okay? Uh, well, excuse me, in the last I checked, the first minute you pick up that first cigarette, you start coughing and sputtering. I think God is trying to give you a little hint, Okay? I think I think God was already trying to tell you something right there from the first one. Oh, amen. Uh, I think he's trying to tell you that um, it wasn't supposed to be there anyway. All right. But they say, well, if you were a smoker as a kid, you'll probably end up as one as an adult. And, well, if you're an old dr- your dad's an old drunk, you'll end up, excuse me, that's just a lie. If you're abused, ah, you'll end up an abuser. No, that ain't true. It's a choice. Let me say that again. It was a choice. You could choose to do one or you could choose the other. It's what choices you make in life. Well, so, I grew up. But one thing at least my grandparents had right. He had morals. He had morals because he was a full-blooded Roman Catholic, even though he did not force me to go to the Catholic Church. He was an Italian, he was full-blooded Catholic. But he figured, and even my dad figured, well, because my dad was from the Church of Christ. So to appease my dad, at least in that much, they always sent me at least from as early as I can remember, to the Church of Christ. So that's where I began to learn a few morals about treating people right, living right, and that kind of junk. 
But I also learned a little bit of that garbage about, well, you got to get baptized to get saved. Because it says in the book of Peter, you know, the saying that baptism even doth save us, you know. And that's some of the scriptures they use. And that if you're not baptized, you're not going to heaven. But I'm sorry to say, what they forgot is the thief on the cross. The thief on the cross never got baptized when he said, Lord, remember me when thou comest into thy kingdom. He never got baptized, but yet Jesus said, this day thou shalt be with me in paradise. But my grandfather taught me to respect my neighbors, to love my neighbors, to love my fellow man, to treat my fellow man as I would want to be treated. Now, of course, he didn't tell me the biblical basis on it. Church of Christ really wasn't going to tell me that. Because you know why? They were more worried about getting people dunked. That's all they were concerned about. Yeah, they taught you in Sunday school about David and Goliath. And they taught you about all these other things. But their main biblical basis of what doing any of that and about... Uh, when I tell you this nonsense, you're going to say, oh, please. They had... They had, I can remember one day in Sunday school, they had this box that looked like a, a time machine. Had this swirly thing on the front door of it, and it's supposed to make you think you're going back to the Bible times. And out would come either Dave and them or somebody, and they, they'd do this Bible story, right? Similar to the Adventures in Odyssey with the time machine nonsense. <laughs> kind of reminds me of that every time I hear that dumb program. But anyway, so, but I learned at least from my grandfather, treat your neighbor right, because we had neighbors and stuff. You treat your neighbors right. When your neighbor needed a hand, you, you help your neighbor. And now, as I told you, I'm going to be sharing a few songs with you. Now, the first song I want to share with you is kind of a secular song but if you listen to the words it hits this and you're going to say now why didn't a Christian sing this because they should have it says that very point that I'm about to make it says that we need to pass it on we need to pass the love on if you will it talks about the chain of love. I want you to listen to this. He was driving home one evening in his beat up Pontiac when an old lady flagged him down. Her Mercedes had a flag. He could see. Standing out there in the snow 
short what goes around comes around <laughs> think about that he helped the lady who needed help with her tire didn't charge her a nickel <laughs> and look what happened she ended up helping his wife <laughs> now why couldn't a Christian wrote a song like that Why couldn't he? And you know you know how that song came about? That song came about actually because the songwriter was sitting there. They, they had read, got the demo of the song. It was in their bus. They were, they were going through different demos. The, song, the, the singer that was singing that was getting ready, going through different songs that they were going to check out to see if they could sing or do. And lo and behold, just before he went to play that song, they had just pulled somebody out of the out of a ditch, a snow pl- full ditch full of snow, with their charter bus. Just before he went back inside that bus and popped that tape in, and he said it. And the guy said he knew that it was of God that he played that song at that time and he felt led to do that song and now think about that why is it a Christian didn't do that something wrong with that picture something wrong with that well that's the kind of thing my grandfather taught me treat your neighbor right because sooner or later it's going to come back to you because God's going to bring it back to you now, so I was taught, even though I was never actually taught from the Bible, he didn't open his Bible, and I'm sorry to say that. He never opened his Bible, but he did teach me morals. When I did something wrong, buddy, he, oh yeah, out came the old rod of correction. He'd stand me in a corner, oh yeah, you name it. He didn't put up with no nonsense. He believed in discipline. And I'm sorry to say, the Bible is true to the parents that <laughs> those that want to say, well, you shouldn't spank a child. I'm sorry to the ACLU once again, but discipline does work. And if you don't believe that, go check out my sister. She was hardly ever, she was never punished. And here she is, a klepto, compulsive liar, and I could go down the list. Me... I was I was the one that got the most of it, and look where I'm at. God called me to preach. 
<laughs> and I couldn't stand a lie. I can't stand liars. Hello. Something wrong with it. Something tells you about that picture, okay? Now, going on with my testimony. Now we're going to kind of give you a little background here in my testimony of some songs that kind of also shaped my childhood. As I mentioned, my grandfather may not have sent me, and even though they sent me to the Church of Christ, but what really shaped my life was more the music. See, it was the movies that I kind of was forced. I never got to sit and watch movies. I didn't get the remote. <laughs> Far from it. All I ever got to do was sit in the floor. When we got home from school, got to sit in the floor and watch what the grandparents watched. My dad and them, forget that, they, they, they was too drunk and didn't give a care about watching TV, just the sin operas, okay? But, uh, and my my mom and them, that's all they cared about watching too. But, the one good thing about my grandmother and my grandfather, they always watched, I'll give them this, wholesome movies. And I'm still hooked on them even today. Even though slightly in the one program, you could watch it and you'll see there's a type of witchcraft in it in its own way. But there's wholesome messages in it. Highway to Heaven. They watched Bonanza. But the one that I like the most is Little House on the Prairie. Based on the Little house books by little uh, by Laura Ingalls Wilder which of course I've got the little house books now and I mean you watch those messages in those movies I mean you real fast by Michael Landon those movies you real fast get the messages and I mean I got hooked on that stuff and then like I said, beyond that was the music that they played. And very common themes and artists they played was like Jim Neighbors, Hank Snow. But one artist they played the most of, which is what you're going to hear here, is Red Sylvine, spelled R-E-D, the first name, and Solvine, S-O-L-V-I-N-E, Red Solvine. As I mentioned earlier, one of his songs, Be Careful of the Stones You Throw. <laughs> Boy, why don't the uh, Christian artists, <laughs> why didn't you ever hear them play that song? But another of his songs, a couple of them we're going to play here, and we're going to be playing a couple others. But first two that I want to play the one is actually by Red Sylvine and the next one which is the kind of the answer what happened after the story if you will the story after the story is the answer to it by Minnie Pearl is the song that's famous by Red Sylvine that he's well known for Teddy Bear and we're going to put right after it because 
they were very favorite songs of mine and makes you kind of wonder and and it kind of goes with the chain of love song that we just heard makes you wonder what happens to people why don't they treat those with inconveniences like we find in this song teddy bear so listen here as we hear about teddy bear and then what happens to little teddy bear and ask ourselves as Christians why do we not treat our fellow man as these strangers did to little teddy bear and his mama so let us listen to teddy bear and then the song thereafter teddy bear of course by red sylvine and then the song after that teddy bear's last ride by Minnie Pearl. I was on the outskirts of a little southern town trying to reach my destination before the sun went down. The old CB was blaring away on channel 19 and there came a little boy's voice on the radio line. And he said, Breaker 19, is anyone there? Come on, back truckers, and talk to Teddy Bear. Well, I keyed the mic, and I said, you got it, Teddy Bear. And the little boy's voice came back on the air. Appreciate the break. Who we got on that end? I told him my handle, and then he began. Now, I'm not supposed to bother you fellas out there. Mom says you're busy, and for me to stay off there. But you see... I get lonely and it helps to talk cuz that's about all I can do. I'm crippled and I can't walk. I came back and told him to fire up that mic and I'd talk to him as long as he liked. This was my dad's radio the little boy said. But I guess it's mine and mom's now cuz my daddy's dead. Dad had a wreck about a month ago. He was trying to get home in a blinding snow. Mom has to work now to make ends meet. And I'm not much help with my two crippled feet. She says not to worry that we'll make it all right. But I hear her crying sometimes late at night. You know, there's one thing I want more than anything else to see. I know you guys are too busy to bother with me. But you see, my dad used to take me for rides when he was home. But I guess it's all over now since my daddy's gone. Not one breaker came on the old CB as that little crippled boy talked with me. I tried hard to swallow a lump that just wouldn't stay down. As I thought about my boy back in Greenville town. Dad was going to take mom and me with him later on this year. Well, I remember him saying, "Someday this old truck will be yours, Teddy Bear." But I know I'll never get to ride an 18-wheeler again. But this old base will keep me in touch with all my trucker friends. Teddy Bear is going to back on out now and leave you alone, cause it's about time for mom to come home. 
But you give me a shout when you're passing through, and I'll sure be happy to come back to you. Well, I came back and I said, uh, before you go, 1010, what's your home 20, little CB friend? Well, he gave me his address, and I didn't once hesitate. Because this hot load of freight is just going to have to wait. I turned that truck around on a dime and headed straight for Jackson Street, 229. And as I rounded the corner, oh, I got one heck of a shock. Eighteen wheelers were lined up for three city blocks. Well, I guess every driver for miles around had caught Teddy Bear's call. And that little crippled boy was having a ball. For as fast as one driver would carry him in, another would carry him to his truck and take off again. Well, you better believe I took my turn at riding Teddy Bear. And then I carried him back in and put him down in his chair. And buddy, if I never live to see happiness again, I want you to know I saw it that day in the face of that little man. We took up a collection for him before his mama got home. And each driver said goodbye, and then they were all gone. He shook my hand with a mile-long grin and said, So long, trucker. I'll catch you again. Yeah, I hit that interstate with tears in my eyes. And I turned on the radio, and I got another surprise. Breaker 19 came a voice on the air. Just one word of thanks from Mama Teddy Bear. We wish each and every one a special prayer for you cause you just made my little boy's dream come true I'll sign off now before I start to cry may God ride with you 10-4 and goodbye Mama Teddy Bear said 10-4 and goodbye. She turned off the old CB and just looked at me. And her heart overflowed and her tears ran free. And the gratitude shone in her face like the sun for all the things those big tough truckers had done. A handful of change and a few dollar bills. But most of all, a little crippled boy's dream fulfilled. I guess I was Mama Teddy Bear's best friend. I lived by her and little Teddy Bear since, oh, I couldn't remember when. And that's why now, before my memory grows old, the rest of the story just has to be told. I'd come over and sit with Teddy Bear while his mama was away and play little games to help him pass the day. Then the afternoons, he'd wheel that chair over by the radio and he'd go on the air. And one by one, he'd break them all. I never knew a trucker not to answer his call. He'd just grin and ask me not to tell his mama, but I was pretty sure she knew what was going on. But time has a way of taking its toll much too fast. Mama Teddy Bear was growing old. And I watched as the silver touched her hair. But her one aim in life was Teddy Bear. And then I saw another change take place. Little Teddy Bear was slowly losing the race. I knew it, and his mama knew it too. 
And there was nothing in this whole world either of us could do. He talked less often on the old CB. There were times when he'd hardly talk with me. He took to sitting by the window and watching the road. And the big 18-wheelers rolling by with their loads. And finally, he was too weak to get out of bed. And one day, he looked up at me and said, Would you turn on the radio and go on the air and tell all my trucker friends what's happened to Teddy Bear? Well, the hardest thing I've done in my time was pick up that mic and say, Break one nine. This is for all you truckers who care. I'm calling for your little friend, Teddy Bear. He says to tell you he misses you all. And he's awful sorry he can't answer your calls. They all came back and joked with me and said they'd catch him later on the old CB. They never did catch Teddy Bear again. Because late one night the angel came. And the last thing he said before he died was, tell all my trucker friends how I enjoyed the rides. Mama Teddy Bear couldn't tell him, and neither could I. Because every time we'd look at that radio, we'd both start to cry. The funeral was preached at the chapel, and little Teddy Bear started on his last ride. As the procession rounded the little city square, the sounds of a hundred engines filled the air. The truckers had dropped their trailers back somewhere behind, and one by one, they fell in line. They all tried to comfort Mama Teddy Bear, and it seemed like the warmth of God just filled the air. Slowly they formed a circle around the little grave, and a lot of big men cried that day as they paid their last respects on Teddy Bear's last ride. Well, since we're running out of time for this episode of The Word of the King, we will pick up my testimony in part two of The Word of the King next time. God bless. Oh, we're told, but as many as are the works of the law are under the curse, for cursed. Be everyone that continueth not in all things which are written in the book of the law to do them, we're told in the book of Galatians. Oh, but here it is. But God commended his love toward us, and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Repent ye and believe the gospel. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thy heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. And the blood of Jesus Christ, God's Son, shall cleanse you from all sin. For if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins, and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Menial, mortal, sin, whatever you call it, all unrighteousness, God is faithful to forgive those who confess their sins to him through faith in Jesus Christ. His death, burial, and resurrection alone, for by grace he is saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works. Call upon the Lord today. This is Evangelist Timothy Groover. Till next time, God bless you and yours. <laughs>